Monster Crush is a horny, light-hearted dating show by and for people who love monsters a lot. All monsters are presumed to be of age and are presumed to have given enthusiastic consent in our fictional fuckery. Take care of yourself when listening and see our episode description for all content warnings. Welcome to Monster Crush, a podcast that's a little spooky, always sexy, and surprisingly educational. Every episode, we dare to find love in all the wrong places in our never-ending quest for the best monster smooches. I'm Derek, and I'm joined, as always, by the incredible Heavenly for part two of Boss Babes. Hi, Heavenly. Boss Babes! I'm Boss Babes! Fantastic theme song. Uh, yeah, we'll... <laughs> Welcome to part two of Boss Babes. I, at the, the end of our last recording, I had it in our head that, you know, much like we did the last time we would record back-to-back. We aren't, but at the same time, you, the listener, are getting back-to-back week-released episodes, so that's mm-hmm, fancy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, You're mm-hmm, welcome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're doing we're doing Boss Babes part two. We we did Bowser last week. We are doing Ganon, Ganondorf this week. Ganon, Ganondorf this week. Ganon, Ganondorf. So yeah, we're talking about some, some Nintendo boys. Again, a lot in common. You know, they have... Both have red hair, both kidnap princesses, both are really, like, fighting to conquer other kingdoms. I, there's going to be a lot of differences between these two boys that we're definitely going to uh, to talk about. But before we get to any of that, I do have some spooky news. <gasps> spooky news! Spooky news. <laughs> so... I, I feel like we at Monster Crush, we're maybe a little behind on this. That's fine. That's typically how we are with spooky news. If you have if you listen to other paranormal podcasts, uh, especially ones that come out weekly, they've probably covered this already. That's not what we're here for. Spooky news is just for fun for us. But we I would be personally, I would be remiss if I did not mention this. Because there is there's been a lot of big claims put out there in the UFO community that claim that there is a credible source who is saying that the U.S. government has craft of non-human origin. Mm. So so this has been a real big deal. This is actually one of the first big credible sources that has really come out. Because, you know, there's there's a UFO community. There's there's plenty of people out there who say the U.S. has craft, the, you know, that they've been abducted, all that kind of stuff. You know, my, my personal stance on that is if even 1% of it's true, it changes everything. Maybe not everybody's yeah. being being honest about it. You know, you, you can't expect them to be. But we have this guy who has come out recently. His name is David Grush. And he's kind of a big deal. It's a big deal that he is the one who's coming out about this. Because Grush has been part of the, the U.S. government in a number of, like, like, there's the CIA, there's the FBI, and then there's, like, the secret ones we don't know about. He's mm. been a part of those, like, more subtle The Grushers, ones. as we like to call them. The Grushers, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been a part of the ones that, like, we don't really talk about. Because, like, the FBI, you know, if you, if you lean into the conspiracy theory, we know about the FBI and the CIA because they want us to know about them. Because, you know, they're, that's, that's part of the smokescreen. 
And he's been a part of, you know, several sub organizations that even though the FBI and the CIA utilize for information. So Grush has come out recently and he is saying he actually spoke to Congress. He's been interviewed on news networks at this point. And he is saying that the U.S. has uh, has in its possession craft and he uses exotic non-human origin and you know he he doesn't necessarily say ufos because that has a connotation to it but he also says that he has uh, that the u.s has even found pilots with hostile or malevolent intent <gasps> oh, so they, you know what they were coming from the future to spoil the game of thrones season finale um, well they probably should have done it shouldn't they <laughs> that would have saved us so much um, but yeah, he is talking about these these exotic vehicles that he also has claimed that the U.S. is trying to, you know, retro figure out how they work, right? You know, fig- figure out by by trying to replicate what these craft can do and has kind of said, like, you know, this reverse engineering effort may be something that we're going to see the effects of if we haven't already. You know, that's <gasps> something that a lot of people talk about is... <sighs> There's this span in U.S. human history, but U.S. history especially, where we went from, like, the early 1900s, and then by, like, the mid-1940s, you know, of course, war is is a, a big progenitor of, of new ideas and new inventions and everything, but we went from, you know, in less than 100 years, like, just inventing the automobile to putting a man on the moon. Yeah. You know, and, and all of the rest of human history where we had basically been doing the same thing for a very long time, these long stretches of the same thing, and then all of a sudden this, like, boom of, of new invention, new, you know, new intelligence, and you can point to a number of things, you can point to better access to food, you know, protein, all that, but conspiracy theories also say it kind of coincides with, you know, the Roswell crash, and perhaps even, you know, the introduction of alien intelligence into large governments like Russia uh, like the UK, like the US. Okay. So yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of conspiracy stuff on this. But the other kind of interesting thing about all this is Grush has actually intentionally gone through the proper channels for being a whistleblower. Uh, new laws were instituted relatively recently, and so he's not just like coming out there like I know what I saw. You know, he's not that out there on Infowars. He's actually got you know a legal team behind him. He's going. He's a proper legal whistleblower. And so, you know, even like the scrutiny that's being put on him, he's kind of going, I have no incentive. Like, if I lie about this, if I'm shown to be lying, I am liable, like legally liable to the Mm. U.S. government. So I have Mm. no incentive to lie about this. And I'm doing everything legally to prove that I'm not lying about this. So. Okay. Counter, counterpoint. Please. Counterpoint. Um, You mentioned that all of these technological advancements and the speed at which we've developed them coincide with the Roswell crash. I mean, that's a theory. Yeah. Theory. Sure. 1947. What are some other things that happened? Well, let's see. In 1949, the Smarties candy was invented. I saw you typing on your computer. Is that what you <laughs> I was yes, Googling what candies the, came The candy that made us smarter. I think you've cracked it wide open, haven't you? <laughs> so i don't know think on that and yeah, peeps how, came out in 1953 so hmm? or were peeps given to us by aliens are peeps themselves or were aliens? smarties smarties were part of the alien technology that we took 
They're well, alien pills to make you smart. Yeah. Obviously, this is very exciting news, mm-hmm. and it's exciting news because it can feel it can feel vindicating. For those of us who have known all along that aliens are real, <laughs> that perhaps we're going to be confirmed. But it's also exciting because it means we are um, one step closer to the future promised in Ice Planet Barbarians. Yes, I have started reading Ice Planet Barbarians. Okay, okay. I've read five in five days. Fully expected that sentence to end with Star Trek. But okay, so this um, is this is this an OTP? Are we are we jumping? From spooky news to OTP. No, this is this is spooky news has turned into titillating news. <laughs> ah, or has it been all along? Please ha- tell me about ice ice planet barbarians. Is that what it was? Ice planet barbarians please is here. Me let more. me let me let me hold on. Let me grab the books for you, Derek. Oh please, because please, I, please. Because I because I bought all five of them and I've read them. Wow. I've read all five that are out in the new edition. Those are small one, books. Those are those are three hundred pages novels. each. Damn, how's it going? You apparently enjoyed the first two enough. <laughs> this is what the spooky news it means for me. It means this series is about human women who are kidnapped by alien little greys and are abandoned on an ice planet uh-huh. when a when a when an ice storm means that the the little gray aliens are unable to make their um trip with the cargo the cargo being the human women okay the human women are then saved by 7 foot tall blue aliens with horns uh-huh. tails uh, yeah. giant dicks okay whose whose bottom if you look at a maslow hierarchy of need pyramid it's the about bottom time we mentioned it on this show the bottom the basic need of these aliens is eating pussy. Wow. And <laughs> so what an if, evolutionary it, track. They must have <laughs> so if aliens are real, that means that there's a chance that we could all get eaten out in the snow <laughs> by a seven foot tall horned alien that purrs. Okay. Do I have to ask, do they have only one dick? Cause I know a lot of times these are bifurcated. They got, they got a big dick and they got a spur above their dick. Uh, okay. <laughs> you have a look on your face like this is not the appropriate environment. This is the appropriate environment to bring this up in. It, they, they got they got it a, here, they got a not spur. At work. They oh I I I've been bringing it up at work. Someone asked me the other day <laughs> if I was Ruby Dixon and if I was getting a cut on all these books because I won't stop talking about them. Uh, you know what? There's people out there who write like, you know, the 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 Kindle smut that's just like maybe 15 pages and, you know, just gets hot and heavy. It's like, I, I heard about a woman on NPR years ago who literally paid for like three kids to go to like Ivy League schools and just writes Bigfoot smut, pays for everything she would ever need and writes under a pseudonym. And she's like, yeah, yeah I write like 15 pages a week and then I'll, I'll print it. I don't have to edit it because people enjoy the typos. And then yeah. I just, I make a ton of money. It's like. Yeah. More power to you. Ru- Ruby Dixon's probably the richest person in the world. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll, ne- we'll never know. He'll never reveal that. Uh... So these books originally came out, I think, in 2015 with, like, the terrible covers that you would expect of, like, a human woman with, like, a man that's just painted blue. Sure. That looks yeah. like it's going down on, he's going down on her on the cover. But okay. then they received a huge resurgency, and in 2021, Berkeley 
started reprinting the books with these super cute cover designs. The art is nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not your standard blue Fabio for sure. So I've I bought all five that are out in the Berkeley reprint. And I read them in five days. I've been reading them before I go to work, which is which is an experience I wouldn't recommend for anyone else. Uh huh. Okay. Because it makes it because I I go to work and people go, oh, how was your morning? And I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I've gone through things this morning that no one else has, and I don't know that I can explain it to you. <laughs> the experience that I have had. <laughs> You don't know the the pages I've gone through, the the lifetimes I have mm. lived. Oh, mm. yeah. It has led to it has led to another OTP, and I imagine in the next book I'm going to get another OTP because I know who the next book is about. But the Berkeley reprint isn't out until next month, so I'm waiting until next month to read it. But all I'm saying, this is just this is the spooky news has turned into hopeful news. It's turned into uplifting news. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. He was hoping that disclosure does happen, that it's not all a big distraction, that we actually do get, you know, this information actually given to us by the government, that it is actually true because people seem to be handling it decently well. I mean, people are also distracted by the thousands of other things going on. And that's kind of my my worry is that this is just another distraction. But it seems to be credible disclosure is is steadily happening and if if it does happen you might get eaten out by a seven foot tall blue alien with horns and a spur on his dick and a tail and he purrs and, and, a tail and, he pur How and he's just a great guy oh that's good too. okay yeah that's nice especially for a barbarian you have to worry about their like social skills no they're very nice well that's good that's very nice they do some kidnapping but it's it's like cute it's a misunderstanding <laughs> It sounds like the greys are doing more of the the human slave trade, so. Yeah, so I mean, it's not good to know that these, that the aliens that have come into contact are, what did they say, malevolent? Malevolent, yeah. Malevolent. Um, I don't love that word choice. I don't like the mm. idea that they've come into contact with hostile alien pilots. Yeah. But if being kidnapped by an alien means that I might be then saved by another sexier alien... Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. you know, okay. Okay. <laughs> Life can't all be sunshine and roses. Sometimes you have to be kidnapped just to find your blue alien lover. And your true love, that's right. Content warning <laughs> for breeding kink in these books, though. Ruby Dixon has got a breeding kink. Let me tell I you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine there's a handful of, of content warnings for these books. But yeah, let's <laughs> definitely breeding kink. Um, okay, well, speaking of breeding kinks, why not? I'll, I'll transition that way. Uh, Ganondorf, uh, to get to our, our sexy singleton of today, our second Nintendo redheaded king. Uh, so, possessor of the Triforce, incarnation of the hatred of demise, the Dark Lord of Hyrule, it's Ganon. And we had... So in Zelda world, in Hyrule, mm -hmm. the Triforce is like wisdom, courage, power. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And we had already discussed in the last episode that our Triforce is crab dragon furry. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. Uh, which one do you think you're in possession of? If if you you know if we're going to create a Triforce, um, you know I'm not going to say you know you're Link, I'm Zelda, whatever. That's probably what it'd be. Uh, we'll we'll have a Ganon somewhere. But uh, but what which which of the three points of that Triforce do you think you're in? Probably crab because I'm kind of I'm I like to scuttle along. 
I like I to pinch things. <laughs> yeah, I like to pinch things. I used to play a game with an ex who um, he really hated this game, and it was called uh-huh. Mr. Krabs. Okay. Where uh, randomly throughout the day, I would go, <laughs> I'd go, uh oh, I think Mr. Krabs is here, and he'd go, please please no and i'd go there's nothing i can do about it and then i would chase him around the house pinching him sure like um, speaking so, like fancy brown i have to imagine <laughs> so i feel like i am crab but i'm also allergic to shellfish so huh. the irony yeah but i feel like yeah. i i'm crab i'm definitely okay. not furry i'm crab yeah I'm, I'm probably leaning more towards dragon i don't think i'm necessarily furry either we'll have to find uh maybe you should call up ellie see if ellie is Ellie's furry. See, uh, yeah. Ellie, yeah, I guess Ellie. Well, she's not here, so she can't speak for herself. So that's true. We'll, she's the furry. We're assigning one. it. Yeah, we're yeah. assigning to her. She can fight us later. Well, she can't be dragon because her fiance is Irish and he oh, doesn't know what snakes look like, and so I imagine racist. dragons yeah. are really scary for him. <laughs> so, <laughs> anytime he sees a dragon, he just thinks of the Welsh, and it just yeah, it doesn't go. Well. Anytime he sees a reptile, he's like, "What is that?" <laughs> My Irish education didn't prepare me for this. <laughs> so, Ganon, uh, or as he is known in his human form, Ganondorf Dragmire, which is his full name, uh, is the primary antagonist of the Legend of Zelda games to primarily Link and Zelda. Uh, so he appeared in the first game released, uh, so the Legend of Zelda, which is not the first canonical game, but again, as we mentioned with Brian David Gilbert in the last episode, uh, I will not be discussing the very complicated multiple branching timeline any more than I have to. I recommend you go watch the Unraveled video where Brian David Gilbert... Yeah, because it's yeah, it's so complicated yeah. because there's, there's like kid Link timeline and then there's adult Link timeline mm-hmm. and then within those timelines there's branching mm-hmm. timelines and then there's even questions about where Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom come into yeah. play and whether or not these two games are merging the timelines... Mm-hmm. And so from here on out, there may only be one timeline. We don't know. It's too confusing. Yeah, there, there might be a conjunction happening, a conjunction point happening between all the timelines at a certain point. Because, yeah, again, go watch the Unravel video. Brian David Gilbert kind of explains it, that there's like three branching timelines based on if Link beats Ganon and then stays a child, if he beats Ganon, becomes an adult, or if he doesn't beat Ganon. And then there's the whole one where there's like, you know, the, the shadow thing happening and the world floods and then all this other stuff. I do also want to shout out once again, that the reason that we are talking about uh, Nintendo characters at all, especially Ganon, Ganondorf, uh, is because of a suggestion on the Sword and Key Discord. You can join that if you go to uh, Sword and Key on Twitter, underscores between all the words, and you find our, uh, like, where you can look at all of our links. There's the, the Discord link in there. You can join that. You can chat about stuff. So again, shout out to uh, Gona and Anique for uh, for suggesting this. And again, uh, shout out to uh, Sword and Key, which I would call uh, our daddy network. But again, it's me. So like a reckless, horny time traveler, I am my own daddy. Mm-hmm. To to continue with, with Ganon, uh, again, branching timelines, go watch Unraveled. Uh, and again, I've never played uh, a Zelda. I've never, I've never linked a past. So this is all, this is all from like, I, I am, I am an academic, I'm an armchair academic to the world of Hyrule. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel like, I'm not sure if, if anybody is necessarily like overly familiar with, with musical theater, but there's the whole concept of Jesus Christ Superstar by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber being uh, an atheist himself, so the entire concept of Jesus Christ Superstar was written from the, the standpoint of an atheist reading the Bible. I always thought that was fun. 
Anyway. Oh, I didn't know that about Andrew Lloyd Webber. Is he still alive? I don't know. Let's see if Andrew Lloyd Webber is still alive. I'm going to say yes and be sad if I'm wrong. I feel like he is still alive. Andrew Lloyd Andrew Webber. Lloyd Webber is still alive. He's 75 years old. Good for nice. you. Whoa. Phantom of the Opera riff <laughs> yeah, soundbite. I, I could use 10 seconds of it. So, um, I, I also, while we're talking about fun facts, I do know this, even though I've never played the games, uh, the name Zelda actually comes from Zelda Fitzgerald, wife of F. Scott Fitzgerald, you know, of the Great Gatsby fame, uh, because, uh, yeah, Shigeru oh. Miyamoto was apparently impressed by the poise and grace of, of Zelda Fitzgerald, so he decided to... Oh my god, you know F. Scott Fitzgerald would be so pissed <laughs> off if he knew that. He would be so fucking mad. If he knew that his wife name inspired one of the most famous video Honestly, game characters, of, he's famous enough to the point where people think the like Link is named Zelda. So yeah, yeah, one of the most famous games. He's rolling in his great. I mean, I knew that they shared the same name, but I re- I honestly didn't think that there was a mm-hmm. connection. Yeah, directly named after after uh, Zelda Fitzgerald. When did Zelda Fitzgerald die, and when was the first Zelda oh, game? Gosh. Let's do some uh, some time math here. So Zelda Fitzgerald, who was also an American novelist, of course, uh, died nineteen forty eight, and then first Zelda game nineteen eighty seven. If I could go back in time, I would go back in time, and I would be like, "Hey, F. Scott, you fucking piece <laughs> of shit. Guess what? Your wife's more famous than you'll ever be." I kind of yeah. I mean, kids don't want to read the great. And then I throw sand in his face. Oh, just pocket <laughs> sand. Yeah. Okay. And he'd be like, "Oh no!" And then he'd probably go like like lock his wife up in the basement or something. So maybe I shouldn't do that. Where is this hate coming from, Scott Fitzgerald? <laughs> I think he just was a piece of shit. Didn't okay, he? He's hey, like stole it. He stole his wife's stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. speculation that she wrote The Great Gatsby. Yeah, yeah, being a novelist yourself, and yeah, it's got to be tough being like a, a novelist married couple. Where you're like, what are you working on? Nothing. Yeah, we fuck know off. what happened to fucking Sylvia Plath and Ted, whatever the fuck his name is. He hated that she was more famous than him. Yeah. Fuck you, Ted. Uh, speaking of, because this is a very similar plot to a movie I literally watched last night called Scare Me. Uh, it's on Shutter right now. Highly recommend it. it stars Josh Rubens. Uh, who's a fantastic uh, comedian, and actually, I believe he's the uh, the director and even the writer of the movie as well. Um, Josh Rubens being somebody from College Humor, from Dropout, and he's kind of done that great transition that like comedians can do, where they go from comedy to horror. I love comedians that can do that. Um, but he did a movie called Scare Me, and the entire concept is like a basic white guy who's trying to write horror goes to this cabin to write and in so doing meets a like award-winning like new york times best-selling uh, author of horror who's a woman and then like their power goes out they decide to tell like scary stories to each other all mm. the while he is becoming like more and more she's she's just so demeaning to him and talks down to him because really he's not good at what he does and so like the tension keeps building throughout the night and it's funny and it's dark and it's so good and josh rubens is just he's a phenomenal actor uh highly recommend scare me just gonna throw that out there okay i'll have to watch that yeah 
Um, so during the development of the Legend of Zelda, Ganon was referred to as Gumal Hakai, which is said to be derived from Journey to the West characters Shokakai and Gumal. So they kind of combined those two names, but before the game's release, the name was changed to Ganon. And the original spelling actually had two N's in it, but the English manual translators went rogue, used one N, which then caused arguments uh, until the installments of Link to the Past in 1992, where they finally converged timelines, essentially, and decided he only had one N in his name. Wait, why uh, did they do that? Why did they decide to use only one N? I think because, you know, when you're translating, especially from, you know, Japanese to English, like, you're mostly just going for the sound. And, you know, there's not like a one-to-one between the the two different uh, lettering forms. So the English writers basically were just going for uh, less typing, one one fewer character that they would have to worry about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm not sure that there's necessarily any more to it than that. But uh, also, earlier I used uh, the name for his his human form, Ganondorf Dragmire. That full Mm. name has never actually appeared in a game, but did appear in the Western Manual of A Link to the Past and then was officially canonized on the official Zelda website later on. Oh, so, that could be a really that could be a really clutch drag name. A, Ganondorf Dragmire, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, if somebody's not using that, they should be. <laughs> so his first introduction presents him as this giant monster, blue boar character, and the ultimate being of darkness and destruction. But he would go on to have a much more nuanced and subtle approach to being a villain, especially to expressing his his villainous goals. And they really did a really cool thing with him where, you know, he's in the first game, there's not a lot of room for nuance. You fight the big monster. Later on, they kind of give him this, you know, this path of he sees himself as the hero. Even though he's doing these dark things, the end justifies the means. Mm. So uh, from, you know, simple monster to... Uh, this ultimate warlock uh, that he's later revealed to be, he is also, it's worth noting, the incarnation of the greatest Dark Lord of all of Hyrule's history, Demise. I think it's pronounced Demise, not Demise, but... Demise! It might be, I mean... It's like like how in Star Wars, all of the, like, (laughs) Darth Savage! Yeah, yeah, Savage Opress. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Demise! <laughs> and, and, you know, and it might be. But um, in that sense, you know, Hyrule has its its own, like, really deep lore that I think is, you know, on par with a lot of some of the, the great fantasy writers out there. But there's definitely a tie there that you could connect to, like, Sauron and Morgoth from Lord of the Rings mm. to Ganon and, and Demise, this reincarnation or this, like, student of. Because he's not a full incarnation. He It's said he's the reincarnation of the hatred of Demi. So it's like this dark Lord was full of so much hate that that hate just balled itself up and made a man. That's intense. That would suck. It is. is. It's not, it's not great. Um, Where did all of his other emotions go? Where did his like horniness and his sadness (laughs) go? His like fondness for collecting stamps. Yeah. Yeah. Where did those emotions go? Uh, they're probably just like minor characters out there. Uh, maybe like Tingle is just like his horniness. Like we don't know where Tingle came from. <laughs> maybe that's why all the no one in Hyrule can speak. They only moan. Oh. It's because his horniness was kind of scattered over the land. <laughs> Pollinated everybody. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh. Sex pollen. We're really sex hitting pollen. all of the key tenets of humanity. 
technically pollen Crab, is dragon is sex, furry sex dust for yeah. inflation sex pollen <laughs> Yeah, if you if you like get allergies in the spring, embreg. Oh, if, <laughs> if you get allergies in the spring, you are sneezing on plant cum. I I don't yeah. know what to tell you. That is what it is. That is what it's a one to one. It's a one <laughs> to one translation. Trust me, I took biology. I took AP biology in high school. We come, plants come. We all come for Ganon. Come, yeah, for Ganon. Oh. oh, that's good. I like yours. I like yours. <laughs> So as an incarnation of of the Dark Lord's hate, he is almost like genetically bent. Uh, you know, they don't talk about genetics in, in fantasy, but he does have like this. this. <laughs> There's no and, eugenics department in Hyrule. <laughs> I mean, they are most. Uh, they, we'll talk about the subtle racism of Hyrule here in a minute. But uh, there is like an innate, you know, hatred towards uh, Link as the hero of Hyrule. And Zelda, as both of Link and Zelda hold the other Triforce pieces, but are themselves representative of the three goddesses that represent the, mm. the three Triforce pieces. Plus, Zelda has the blood of the goddess Hylia, which is like one step above the Triforce. Like, Ganon is just set to to be an antagonist to them. He's never They're never going to be friends. Yeah. But the three representing those Triforce pieces are fated basically endlessly to fight throughout all time. In this cycle of death and reincarnation. That sucks. Uh, because Ganon is like, he's reincarnated. He's resurrected uh, from time. Yeah, it's not great. You know, it, it kind of sucks. Like, you know, I guess sometimes he wins. I don't know. He, he thinks he's going to eventually. But uh, Ganon was not always uh, a Dark Lord. He was Ganondorf. Uh, his backstory was given in A Link to the Past, where it's revealed that Ganon was once a human named Ganondorf with the title Mandrag Ganon, or uh, as it's kind of translated, uh, Ganon of the Enchanted Thieves. And he had a, a gang of thieves that he led. Uh, with the help of these thieves, he was able to enter the Sacred Realm and claim his piece of the Triforce, the, the, the piece of power, which then turned the Sacred Realm into the Dark World and thereby changed Ganondorf into... Ganon and a being of a, of ultimate dark power. Whoops. Yeah, I mean it's what he was trying to do. So uh, in Ocarina of Time, we learned that Ganondorf was a Gerudo, which are Middle Eastern coded people in Hyrule. So this is where, like, I don't think it's intentional, but you do have like very clearly Middle Eastern coded people. They have you know the aquiline, almost hooked noses. They're brown skinned. Some of them have red hair. Uh, people have given Matt Mercer of Critical Role fame shit because he did uh, dress up as. Ganondorf for a Super Smash Brothers video once mm. and he he had like you know the greenish brown skin people were calling that blackface that's not my argument to to make it's it's yeah. not my it's not my fight to fight I'm just I'm putting it out there that these are very clearly racially coded people um, right and the other interesting thing about the Gerudo is they are an all-female race they are their warriors. They, are they have one man, one man who's born every 100 years, right? Correct. That was Ganondorf. Yes. He was that like, and so because he was born, they, they have the man who's born every 100 years and he's the king. Automatically which is, king by birth. Yeah. Which is so wild that it's, <laughs> it's like a matriarchal society, but then they're like, well, hint of patriarchy. Yeah. Well, like, we'll just throw in a little dash of patriarchy. Yeah. This one, this one guy. Oh, he's born. Great. You get to lead all king. of us now. King, Sly yeah, it, King. It starts out with this, you know, very much like an Amazon kind of story to it. Here's all female warriors. Again, the thieves with Middle Eastern coded, not great. But yeah, as soon as one male is born, he's going to be king. So Ganondorf was already a being of importance. He already had like magic innate to him, 
But when he was born, because like the they kind of read the sorcery in his blood, he was raised by twin witches, Kume and Kotake, who acted as surrogate mothers and trained him to basically utilize magic in an un- almost unstoppable way. So yeah, being don't really do ma- that. I think I think it's important that we stop training people because I see this happen a lot. Mm-hmm. If if someone shows um, some sort of innate gift to magic. We need to stop handing them to, you know, I'll say it, bitter older women (laughs) who train them to be unstoppable. We need to train them to have a stop. (laughs) They need to to be stoppable. (laughs) They need to know a limit. They need to respect boundaries. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Too, Too many dictators are raised by bitter old witches. You're right. Who just are, who raise them to be unstoppable. And it's like, why? We need a stopgap. Everybody, exactly. Everybody needs a stopgap. So yes, being the only male at his birthright to be the king of the Gerudo. Uh, but he loses, actually does lose a lot of followers uh, when the, the Gerudo actually see how cruel and murderous he can be throughout several timelines. Uh, nevertheless, he uses his station to manipulate other rulers like the king of Hyrule, and eventually attempts to steal the, the Triforce uh, in like in all three pieces, because if he can get them together, he has all power ever. He's not really often successful, thanks to yeah. the, you know, the, the workings of Link and Zelda. And you, the player! Um, Ganon possesses the Triforce of Power, as you noted, one of the triangle pieces, which is imbued with the essence of the goddess Din. Uh, Zelda represents uh, the goddess Nehru, which is wisdom, as you noted. And Link has Furor, which is courage. And I don't know why I said courage that way. Courage. And, <laughs> furor, courage. Um, like Goofy. You sounded like Goofy. <laughs> gorge. And uh, <laughs> so all three goddesses represent the, the Triforce. Din actually represents, um, in addition to power, like fire, earth, mountains, volcanoes. That's why there's often like a fire dynamic. To, to Ganondorf kind of goes, you know, with the red hair of the Gerudo, but he, he has a lot of fire powers. Um, and in addition to the already near unstoppable amount of magic, he now has like a piece of the Triforce, which makes him nearly unbeatable. No. I know. It gives him in- in increased physical strength, durability, makes him nigh immortal. No. Yeah. So that's the whole deal where he's like, you know, he's near invulnerable. We'll talk about how to, how to take him out. Don't worry. I was, yeah, maybe it makes him hot. You know, who, who doesn't like a t- durable partner? I'll, I'll tell my, my girlfriend that's how I refer to her. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, Gan- like I mentioned, Ganon does have, and it, he is a dark lord. He does have uh, these dark machinations. He is trying to conquer, but his reasons and methods for why he's doing that do differ on the game, iteration, reincarnation, because like I said, there's plenty of timelines, plenty of versions of Ganon out there. But... Mm-hmm. Often he's trying to bring darkness to Hyrule, but in Wind yeah. Waker, he does note that he wishes to bring comfort and peace to the hard lives of the Garuda people who he feels are suffering. Because the Garuda, again, being Middle Eastern coded, are in the Garuda desert, as opposed to like the verdant kind of forested traditional Western fantasy world of uh, like the Hylians in the Hyrule field. Yeah. So he's basically saying, you know, my people are suffering in this desert, you know, scratching a living off rocks. Um, while, you know, the people of Hylia are just living, you know, a a peaceful, verdant life. Why can't my people have that? So I'm going to conquer everything to make, make everybody equal. You know, going back to the the argument of, of Sauron, you know, Sauron's 
not uh, if you look at Middle Earth and you have the elves living over here, the dwarves living over here, the halflings over here, and the humans over there. It's a pretty segregated society. Who's joining them all together? Sauron. Yeah. Yeah. So it's also worth noting that in the latest game, Tears of the Kingdom, it does establish Ganon as at one of Hyrule's foundings. So it's unsure how old he is supposed to be in this or if there is a darker hmm. incarnation that is happening. Again, are they tying in all the timelines by saying that Ganon has the ability now to travel through time, that he is able to incarnate wherever he wishes? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I should have also mentioned maybe spoilers for the game not intense spoilers you're fine um you'll live you'll you'll be fine it's still it's still a twist i'm sure i don't know uh so ganon uh, definitely in opposition to bowser much more ruthless than many video game villains uh he kills allies as well as enemies he commits regicide uh this is definitely a spoiler for tears of the kingdom uh in the recent iteration of queen sonia he actually kills a queen um, he has no qualms yeah. about murder in general. He's no. presented as a megalomaniac with the belief that only he is the rightful ruler of Hyrule. Um, so he is also a masterful tactician. He's an expert manipulator and conquest and destruction, are the same thing to him. So that's where like the big difference between Bowser. Bowser doesn't destroy Bowser conquers because he wants to rule over people. Ganon mm. doesn't really see a difference. If stuff gets destroyed, he's, he's going to rule over the dirt. You know, if, if he burns the whole world to the ground, he's the ruler of ashes. It's the same thing. Yeah. So he is typically calm and I would argue conniving, uh, but he does have intense bursts of like intense anger, uh, the breaks of maniacal laughter. So there are theories that his mind actually might be shattered or splintered from the reincarnations or from the hatred of demise that he is essentially born from. So he might actually have a form of like mental instability. Uh-oh. Like ma- magical mental instability. No, that's the worst. It's not. It's Isn't not that what good. happens in the Wheel of Time series where when men have, have magic, it makes them crazy? Probably. I I honestly, the, the the Wheel of Time is one of those things where I look at the books, I'm like, I, I don't. Ha- oh, I haven't. I haven't I read have them either. I've just, okay. I watched okay. the movie. I watched the oh, TV show. okay. Which I, I which I loved. Oh, good. I loved. I, I heard, I heard uh, kind of medium things about it, so I'll give it a shot. Don't listen to anyone else except for me. <laughs> Heavenly, that's how I lived my life. <laughs> so, as mentioned, he, Ganondorf does have a vast array of dark magical abilities. He does have the power to cast curses. Uh, he can create armies of evil creatures. Uh, he can empower existing creatures with dark magic. He is near invulnerable. Uh, he can heal from many otherwise mortal wounds. The way you can take him out, though, is, as all of us know, is that master sword and those silver arrows and other like sacred weapons, other deified yeah. weapons. Uh, so he does have increased strength. He has a prolonged lifespan. Uh, again, a lifespan we're really not sure about if he existed at the, one of the foundings of Hyrule. I don't know. He, he could be centuries, if not if not older. Hmm. His human form, again, as I mentioned, has like that greenish brown skin and like this blazing red hair. He does have some features, again, Middle Eastern coated, the larger, like sloping aquiline nose, heavy brows. Uh, he has several monstrous forms. Like I said, he originally appeared in this blue pig warthog monster kind of form. Um, they kind of stick along with that vibe. So when he does become a monster... Big tusks, like white hollow eyes, uh, kind of like a giant pig dragon, if uh, yeah. or like warthog dragon. A Blue-ish pagan. Green... Exactly. 
bluish green skin, red fur, claws, gigantic size. Uh, he does have a form called Calamity Ganon, uh, which I yeah, think is one of the... Yeah, that scary. Right. Which is like a giant scorpion with spider legs. But scary. it's also mentioned that that one is like, if Ganon was just trying to be scary. So he he's unwieldy. He's not really like sure on all of his weird spider legs. So it's like easy to knock him off balance because he just went for a form that looked scary, but wasn't practical. I thought that was Ugh, funny. rookie mistake. Right? And he has had ultimate power forms where he's done otherwise impossible acts like shattering the Master Sword, but those are uh, rarer between the games. He has attained heights, such as being a Demon King. So again, as much as Bowser was a Demon King, Ganon is also called a Demon King. But, you know, inevitably in any given timeline, he finds himself defeated, banished, killed, only then to be resurrected, brought back, you know, pulled from another timeline, what have you. Fun Additional fun facts, just to kind of like round out his, his dating profile here. He does know how to play the pipe organ. Uh, he is a masterful swordsman, as well as being Whoa. skilled in most martial arts. Uh, his favorite gemstone is Topaz. How do we know that he can play the pipe organ? Does he play a pipe organ in any of the games? I believe he does. I believe it's as you're like going up through his castle, it shows him playing his own theme song on the pipe organ, like taunting you as you are rounding this this castle getting to him. That's that's really, really goofy. That would make me laugh a lot. <laughs> Come and get me. Yeah, it feels very like um, like Haunted Mansion or even like Disney World for, for some reason. Just a, a pipe yeah. organ is not a very threatening weapon, I don't think. No, but it's not only is a pipe organ not a threatening weapon, but to be playing your own theme song on yeah. <laughs> it while someone's in your house hunting you down. I mean, that would be like if if Michael Myers was about to chase you and he like whipped out like a zune and like pressed play. <laughs> Fun fact that was a uh, uh, was it Bongo warm up, I think is uh, is Michael Myers theme song. It was, it was discovered by somebody who was working, I can't remember if it was a producer or director or somebody like that. Um, they found a, like, bongo sheet music and transcribed <laughs> it to piano. And it, yeah, it was literally... Da, 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 da. So anyway, fun fact It is about. spooky. It I is. guess, although I guess we do see this in other horror movies because it's in... Um, uh, what's the one with um, Burt Reynolds... Um, Paddle faster, I hear banjos. Oh god. Um yeah, deliverance. Deliverance. They have they have a bit they have a banjo off in that. And that's spooky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's spooky in that context. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> ruined banjos for I think a whole generation. Only for Steve Martin to bring them back. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. So, uh, last thing I have about Ganon is he's appeared in 19 games, uh, with in, an appearance also in Diablo 3, apparently, which I was not aware of. But uh, What? Yeah, apparently Ganondorf features uh, somewhere in Diablo 3. Uh, but yeah, 19 games. Otherwise, I, I'm not exactly sure about that number. I was pretty sure about Bowser's because I was able to, like, find a whole list. So there might be more than 19. I'm not sure if that is counting, like, the, the Smash Brothers games. And mm. uh, Ganon isn't as, like you know, going out there and, and racing cars like Bowser is. I, he's mostly just around to fight. Uh, but I Yeah, I don't did. think Ganon is in um, Super Mario Drive Brothers. Super, Yeah, Super Mario Drive Brothers. That's the one. <laughs> that's like, that's to... the game you find in like a, a, like a table in Chinatown that has like a whole bunch of off-brand games and movies. Two brothers, too fast, Mario. 
Do you want uh, uh, Guardians of the Universe? We have that volume three. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the? What's the game? Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Ganon is in Mario Kart, but Link is, and Zelda is the new are one. They? Okay. Oh, you're right. You are right because the the motorcycle thing that he has in. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think Ganon is, but um, he's I know that busy. He's, He's in a lot of fighting games because he's also there was a fighting game called Hyrule Warriors, which was like if Super Smash Bros. Calamity, sure, the one that just that one that came out like two years ago. I don't know. I again, I I, I don't know my games well enough to. to yeah, speak it's called, I think I think it's down. Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Okay, uh, but as I understand it, it's like a Super Smash Brothers was just with characters from the Legend of Zelda. It's just a fighting game. Yes. Okay. It's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. prequel. It's like not a role playing game. It's just like a it's right. like one of those games where you fight like a hundred, like a hundred enemies at once and you have a giant sword. Oh, okay. whatever those types of fighting games are called. So, so like I mean, the, right off the, the, the bat, down in Africa, the game, there's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. <laughs> that's actually that's Link's theme song. <laughs> that song, I, I've heard a theory that songs about werewolves. Whoa. That if you look at the lyrics, I hear the wild dogs cry out in the night. Um, there's something about, like, he references silver in a in a weird way. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. He blesses the rains because the rains being bl- blessed would keep him from being a werewolf. Is that, would that be a good strategy against <laughs> werewolves, vampires, etc.? Is to, could you get, if you got enough holy men, could they bless, bless a cloud? Could they bless a cloud? They could probably bless a cloud. Get just a whole bunch of like cardinals and priests uh, to like skydive through the clouds, have them bless it on their way down. That feels like something that would have happened in Castlevania if it were possible, though. <laughs> all the, yeah, all those airplanes in Castlevania. But no, they have to. They just stand below the cloud and they bless it. If if God, if God can hear them, the cloud can hear them. Sure. God's that... way further up than the cloud. <laughs> That's the strongest logic I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> if God can hear you, so can a cloud. So can a cloud. Okay, so right off the bat, there are some some big some key differences between Ganon and Bowser, and that yes. Bowser, even though he is like a tee bad guy, he can put that aside to play a round of tennis, to mm-hmm. play Super Smash Brothers Party Time, to play Mario Party, other fun. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll translate. You're good. Keep going. <laughs> um, to play tennis and Mario bowling tennis. and other things. Yes. And does is he in Wii Sports? I doubt it, but I'm sure you could make a a Wii person that looks close enough. To a Wii emoji. A Wii emoji. I don't think that's memojis. Memojis. Webtoons. That, that Webkins. Like you have it like brunch. Pen- the, penguin. We'll Club? get memojis for the whole table. <laughs> um, but Ganon is not invited to tennis. I doesn't is not, not like invited. Now. Is not invited to go kart racing. No, he's invited to fight. That's yeah. He's invited to fight. Yeah, where he has a lot of similar moves to Captain Falcon for some fucking reason. If you if you took someone on a first date to a Mario Kart like setting, would you would you throw a turtle shell at them? Oh oh god. <laughs> We're, we're digging into some of the worst qualities about myself, but yes, I would because winning's winning. <laughs> what do you think that you think she wants to be with a loser? 
I'm going to a wedding in two weeks, and I'm invited to the, like, fa- friends and family event the day before the wedding, mm-hmm. which is pickleball. And oh, a I don't, Pacific Northwest classic sport, as I understand it. I I don't know my friend's fiance. I don't know the groom's the groom's bride that well. Um, but I do know that my friend is very competitive. And I mm-hmm. recently met up with someone who's also going to the wedding. And they were asking me, oh, are you going to go to pickleball? And I was like, no, because I, I really am afraid that Maddie will yell at me and I will cry. <laughs> and I just don't think that that would be like a good vibe to set before yeah. her wedding. But I'm not competitive, and I know she is, and so I assume that her fiance is competitive. Yeah. Because why else would they be opting to play pickleball with their friends and family the day before their wedding? Yeah. And I just I can't take that type of heat. I've never played pickleball, but that is a rather and I'm at least aware of it. It's a rather intense thing to do with folks. Like I'm from the Midwest. We just do cornhole. You know, we do the types yeah. of sports where you can have a beer in one hand yeah. and still play. Um, no, I would cry. I would get hit. I would get hit right in the face <laughs> with one of those fucking balls, and I would cry. Yeah, probably about. We do like a team one. hustle. We do a team hustle, and Maddie would be like, "Heavenly, you're really fucking bringing this team down," and I would shed a tear. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not competitive. I would not hit my date with a turtle shell. Okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> but it's good to know. You know, if there's. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being competitive and wanting to win. It's a good, it's a, it's a quality. There have to be winners. You know what? I, to, to solve this conundrum, um, I would, I would do the doubles race car and I would put her on, I would put them on the back so that they could throw oh. the turtle shell. There oh, we go. that's so sweet. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to. Doesn't compete. that also mean that they're more susceptible to turtle shells also? I. Cause they would be hit by the turtle they shells. They can drive. <laughs> I will throw the turtle shells and not be a backseat driver. <laughs> Babe, get in the turret. Get in the turret seat. We're going go-karting. <laughs> if 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 you went on a date with a it was a date and it's like pretty established. You're mm. not like serious, you're not living together, but you guys have said I love you and you're starting to think about your future together and you go to a tennis game and um Waluigi shows up would you say out loud that that was your girl in front of Waluigi oh wow okay there's there's two things here one if i say that's my girl that bastard man is going to try to steal that girl yeah. so so then i'm going to have to fight Waluigi but also uh, if, if i'm going to talk my way through this Waluigi has has not been introduced in Super Smash Brothers, so I don't think Waluigi can fight very well. I think Waluigi is all talk. Hasn't uh hasn't the guy who's in charge of Nintendo hasn't he like come on the record that he like really vehemently hates Waluigi and that Something Waluigi like will that. will like never be it. <laughs> I don't understand the, the hatred. I mean, I, he is a bastard man, absolutely, but. I don't understand the hatred for Waluigi. No, I would, I would absolutely, I would claim my girl in front of Waluigi. Not that I have ownership over another human being. She is her own person. But yes, if you said I love you, then not even Waluigi can stand in the way of that. I wouldn't claim my girl in front of Waluigi. I'd be like, I don't know her. I don't know her. What are you doing tonight, though, Waluigi? Wow. Yeah, you. Well, I, have okay. I do have some images to help you make your final yeah, okay, decision. Yeah, okay, great, great, so, great. Uh, so I, I mean, I know Ganon is pretty sexy in the newest game, Tears Correct. of the Kingdom. Fun fact about Tears of the Kingdom, the name. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know how it was inspired? The name Tears of the Kingdom was inspired? I don't. It feels very like heavy fantasy, but I, I don't know where it comes from. Some people think it's because there's a quest in the game where you find what's called Dragon Tears, and the Dragon Tears trigger memories of Zelda. But that's not true. It's called Tears of the Kingdom because Link just commits various war crimes. And the (laughs) tears are the people of Hyrule calling out in terror that their once great hero is now firebombing them on the regular. Okay, good good to know. I'm glad that this is Zelda Vietnam. Uh, okay. I mean, basically, it was well, more like it's more like Zelda, like Roman uh, conquest, because he also is crucifixing quite a lot of Coricos. Oh, oh shit! That's right. I've seen. I always thought that that was like a meme, but yeah, no, okay, no, no, people are doing that. Dang! All right. <laughs> well, the first image is Zel- the Legend of Zelda: The Hunt for Christ. <laughs> The first image is Ganon's sprite from the first game, so you can see he's kind of a blue pig monster thing. Okay, wait, you said sprite last game, and uh-huh. I didn't ask what it meant, but I assume oh. it means that's what the little that's what the little pixel guys were called. They were called sprites. Correct. Yeah, uh, because yeah. the like pixel pixie, they were they're like sprites, like little little fairies. They're all, fairy is also oh, a cute. term kind of used for that. So. In, you know, 32-bit and under games, a sprite is what you would call the little, little character. So, like, little Jump, Jumpman was a sprite. Like, l- l- the original Link is a sprite. Yeah. Cute. Okay. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. I looked at the first one. I'm looking at the second one. So, yeah, second one, you got, like, that fiery hair. That's I think that's his Demon King form, or at least part of the Demon King, because he does have the horns in that one. You know, the much more intense hair. I think kind of a sexy smolder going on there. The the third one, you know, the the middle top is just traditional yeah. Ganondorf, what you'd see in Super yeah. Smash Brothers. He's wearing he's wearing but he's wearing something very sexy. He's wearing like boob armor, which I mm. think is really progressive of him. He's wearing uh like a unitard um onesie but has like nipple cutout mm-hmm. that's attached to his his cape and then he has thigh high boots so he has exposed thigh mm-hmm. and a, probably a exposed butt cheeks and then exposed Definitely. nipples yeah for, better for milking i think yeah better for milking do you think you could milk ganon oh yeah i think if ganon has is nipples, he a, is could, he a, to quote to misquote ben, ben stiller a, you can milk anything with nipples i guess that's true What's the original quote? What's the real quote? I think it's, you can milk anything with nipples. I, I think it's actually what it is from uh, Meet the Meet the Parents, where he's talking to, it's, mm. uh, yeah, Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro. Anyway, that's a classic movie. Classic. I, I hate that movie. It stresses me out. The next one over has um, <laughs> a different version of Ganondorf. This time he has a trident, longer hair, yeah. kind of like a spiky crown. Not sexy armor. You don't dig that one? Okay. I think it kind of is a Roman. It's not, I mean, it's it. like it's like a Roman. Yeah, it's got like a yeah. skirt and boots. Yeah. I like this next one. Yeah, this is his monster form. One of his monster forms. Wow. This is like the updated pig monster where he's got horns. He's got tusks, double blades. I mean, he's, okay. uh, he's a hefty boy. Yeah. And a scorpion tail. I, I like how the tusks also, or the horns, because they wrap around, they also kind of look like tusks. Mm-hmm. They're like a horn tusk. Yeah. So this is like armor, so this is like a crown. Yeah. Okay. And then the next one is another version of that monstrous form. So this one, the tusks are much more pronounced, almost elephant-like. Yeah. And yeah. You know, he's got big like shoulder spikes coming out, a little more uh, bestial here. I and don't then, like that one as much. 
And then last one's from uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So again, that demon yeah, king this... form with uh, the horns and then his his sexy Eastern, almost like key vibe, sort of like uh, samurai look to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the new Ganon, Ganondorf is sexy. I mean, that's just, you can't, there's no way around it. They and they drew him to be very sexy, and mm. they did that for us. <laughs> it was a gift. <laughs> it was a gift. I like his first beast form. That's yeah. like more because the second beast form is like hunched over, more animal. The other one is definitely, but he's got a little piggy nose, which I think is really cute. Mm-hmm. He's got a little piggy nose, and he's wearing like a loincloth, and he's got matching. What are the bracers called that are on your like wrists? Don't those have names? Uh, I think bracers or gauntlets. I thought there was a name that started with a C. Am I making things up? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know a lot of fantasy lingo. Okay. Oh, hmm. Do we have a quiz? Like which, how much like Ganon I am or which I, I Zelda did, character I, I am? I did not find any fun quizzes about, uh, uh, about Ganon. Um, no, unfortunately, I think Ganon's one of those where they're like, no, this is a war criminal. We don't want you like finding out how close like bowser's whimsical ganon's more just like yeah yeah you're if you're too much like ganon like it automatically signals the police nearest to you yeah because we definitely know that ganon doesn't have any good ganon it's not that ganon thinks that zelda's not a good ruler it's that he wants to like destroy everyone and everything yeah yeah which i also just don't understand as a character motivation so like what you want to rule over a kingdom of bones what's exciting about that so I think his motivation with that is because if he's able to burn everything to the ground, he can also create life. You know, he can create his his monster armies and everything to then repopulate. So he basically, he just wants to have, whether he burns it to the ground or not, he wants to have ownership and he sees burning it to the ground as the most direct route. You know, he, yeah. again, an end justifies the means and the, the, the end is just him sitting on the throne above everybody else. Has Ganon ever kidnapped Zelda? Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's part of the the storyline. Again, plenty of different games, but I'm I'm fairly certain that like you know Ganon has at times abducted Zelda. I don't think it's with the purpose of necessarily marrying Zelda in the way that like it Bowser doesn't feel it doesn't feel sexual the way that Bowser's love for peaches. No, again, I think hate is the primary motivator for Ganon. As sexy as that is, as much as I'm trying to make them sound like a a good partner <laughs> I was, here, so. I was going to say there is something in me that's like, well, I can fix him. Mm-hmm. The bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, I can fix him. But also, if the only emotion that he has is hate, that's a that's a steep. It's the that's primary a steep one. problem. Yeah. To, yeah. So because it doesn't seem like he feels much of anything else. Whereas with Bowser, we do get to see. We do get to see other sides of him. We do get to see him coming to the Mario Party. We do get to see him playing tennis. We get to see him racing the cars. Does he sometimes cheat in those? Absolutely, for sure. He's not a he's not a good sport. But, you know, he's not like he's not as bad as Ganon. I think that's a fair thing to say. In the sense of villainy, I don't think that Bowser yeah. and, and Ganondorf necessarily align. They do weirdly make them team up in Super Smash Brothers Brawl? The third one. I just can't imagine that Ganon would take Bowser seriously. 
Maybe. I mean, I definitely think there's probably got to be a, a minute or like a yeah manipulation kind of motivator there. Uh, there's a really cool like cutscene that has like all of the heroes of Super Smash Brothers flying at this like starship that has Bowser and Ganondorf on the front of it, like pointing their blasters forward. It's it's very fun. But um, yeah, I think that's the only time the two have ever like been in vicinity of one another. But I don't think their goals necessarily align. I think as much as no. Like, they would agree, like, oh, let's defeat the heroes. And then, like, Bowser's like, cool, job's done. And Ganondorf's like, nope, we have to enslave and destroy the entire place. And Bowser's like, wait, no, my Koopas. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think obviously, objectively, Ganon's sexier than Bowser. But yeah, yeah. As we've discussed on this show, the the, the finding love in, in monsters is about more than looks. And sometimes looks isn't all that matters. Bowser's maybe a little less a little less smoochable, but he seems kind of dorky. I, I feel like I could change Bowser. I feel like I could actually change him. It feels mm-hmm. like I could have a Beauty and the Beast moment with Bowser. You know how <laughs> everyone's like, oh, Beauty and the Beast is like Stockholm Syndrome. And it's like, well, actually not, because she like changes him. It's a little different, yeah. but... I feel like he would kidnap me and I would be like, you fucking thought. And I would I would really be a brat for that man. And I think I could change him. <laughs> My brain has perfectly created you and Bowser with Bowser in a blue suit, spikes poking out the back, swinging each other around in a, in yeah. a beautiful library, a beautiful CGI created library. It's, yeah, it's, that's uh, us. It's it's perfect yep i could change bowser so i would i would definitely date bowser okay ganon i would probably hook up with for surezies <laughs> ganon i would find myself in a situation ship and i would be like oh it's not that big of a deal i'm not really that into him but i would be really into him and i would just end up getting hurt ganon like is is up in the morning before you he's like your clothes are on the table yeah i've got work He's already left. Yeah. <laughs> he's already left, and I actually wake up outside his house, and he's already locked the door. <laughs> it's like taped a threatening note to your shirt. Yeah. 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 So I don't think I could do that. In my in my old age, I'm not really into that anymore. <laughs> Shut up. And I just think, yeah, I think Bowser, I think it would be a little contentious at first, but I think I could get through to him. I think you could, too. I think that's beautiful. Um, I fully respect the hookup culture with Ganondorf, <laughs> and yeah, maybe maybe you can get him to get into his monstrous form. That's uh, that sounds like fun. Uh, and I fully, yeah, that sounds a little fun. Yeah, I fully respect the uh, wanting Bowser to uh, to be a better Koopa. Uh, that's beautiful, Heavenly. Thank you so much for for spending this time once again to to decide on some some lovely singletons and and find love in the horrifying. Oh, well, thank you for this treat and bringing me to to Boss Babs. And <laughs> while we're in the thank you mood, thank you to Nick Lambert, our musician. He's at Lambertropolis on Instagram and the Pacific Northwest's second most eligible bachelor. We are a member of the Sword and Key Network. You can follow them on Twitter and on Twitch and on Discord at sword underscore and underscore key. That's underscores between the words. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review. We don't have any new reviews, but if we had new reviews, we would read them. And tweet at us or Instagram DM us your monster crush, either at monster crushing or at monster crush pod. Monster crushers. I think 
Monster Crushers is our Instagram, and mm-hmm. Monster Crushing is yeah. our uh, Twitter. And you're obviously yes. welcome to tweet at us your Monster Crusher. You're welcome to send us any DMs. If you do send us any DMs that are inappropriate, I will send them. I'll wait. I'll print them out. I'll wait. Uh-huh. And Ooh. I'll send them to your kids. Wow. Yeah, How when you have kids, takes? I'll send them to your kids. How are, long it takes? I'm printing them out. They're with me. I'll put <laughs> them in my purse. We're wasting ink and paper on this. <laughs> There are a couple things I transfer between all of my purse purses. I have my little first aid kit that I transfer between every purse I have. I have sure. a knife, and I will print your explicit photos that you sent to me over Instagram. And the those will be mail. transferred between all my purses, and I will also <laughs> send them to the Pope. Wow. And he's got nothing better yeah. going on. He, Yeah, he'll be disappointed in you, that's for sure. You're getting excommunicated. <laughs> uh, and as always, stay... Stay toxic. Okay. Uh, Yeah. These boys are toxic. Stay toxic. (laughs) It's apparently a sexy thing. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Fuck it, we're doing it live.